Welcome to the podcast, Restore Yourself, Restore Your Marriage, where it's all about discovering the thoughts that get you in the mood, the thoughts that get you out of the mood, and how creating a deeper connection with yourself creates a deeper connection with your spouse. I'm your coach, Shelly Anderson, coaching you through life, love, and intimacy. This is episode number 163, Bridging the Gap Between Husband and Wife's Differing Sexual Experiences. Ooh, that's a long title, huh? (laughs) But it's necessary so we can make sure that we are grabbing your attention and talking about the things that matter the most. Now, this is going to be an episode that is just as important for the husbands as it is for every wife. Okay, so if you've been wanting your husband to listen to this podcast some more, this would be a good one to send them to and have them listen because I think this is going to be a very big eye-opener. So when I work with couples, this is usually something I look forward to is bridging this gap for them. Because often what we don't realize is that the husband is operating under some thoughts of theirs. And some of these thoughts are comparing thoughts. And they are also thoughts that have to do with, hey, sex is enjoyable. If I'm enjoying it, like my wife's probably enjoying it. And since I enjoy it, I want more of it. And if she's enjoying it, I don't understand why she doesn't want more of it. And what ends up happening is that through life coaching and through learning about the intimacy track, we're able to actually have a real understanding about how different the experience is for a husband and a wife. So this kind of opens up everyone's mind and a wife can kind of let go of some of the negative thoughts and feelings that she's had about her spouse, maybe not being understanding, but it can also do the same thing for a husband who may feel like his wife is just, you know, a prude and that he got the bad end of the stick. So we're going to talk about this. So let's talk about this concept of comparison because this is just something that happens out in the world and then it affects us inside our home and in our marriage. So a lot of times we will compare ourselves to what is seen and what is taught and what is exposed out in the world. And so men often are exposed to porn which will give them a sense of hey this is how a sex life should be this is how it's supposed to be and for women they're often exposed to rom-com movies right and then we think this romantic ideal is what is supposed to be happening every day all the time so Going along with that, there's also a comparison that takes place between a husband and a wife. So a husband will will often assume that his wife's sexual experience 
is similar to his own, meaning that there is a high degree of pleasure that's taking place. Now, a wife does not really go through this type of comparison herself because oftentimes her experience is not as pleasurable as her spouse's. And a lot of times when I'm working with clients and with couples, this usually comes as a revelation. A husband may think, oh, well, like my wife's libido just isn't has isn't as high as mine, but they don't often realize that the actual experience and the pleasure is not even in the same ballpark. So it almost, yeah, libido is something to consider, but the actual experience in and of itself, the level of pleasure is not the same. Now, when a husband thinks and assumes that his wife's pleasure and experience is the same, he ends up wanting it to be the same, exactly the same as his. And so there also becomes a little bit of of pressure and that there will be an expectation of it should be just like mine. Her Her arousal should be like mine. Her desire should be like mine. And therefore, Her sexual experience should be like mine and her pleasure should be like mine. And then we think that that is the goal, right? To make them exactly the same. So we can see that this creates a huge gap because this is actually not taking place for the wife most of the time. Women inherently know that their experience is not as pleasurable as their husbands, but they're not trying to make their husband's experience less pleasurable. They're not trying to bring it down so it matches theirs of just sometimes doing it out of duty or pity or just going through the motions with zero pleasure. (laughs) And so we really need to take a closer look at this gap. And going right along with that, Men do, and in general, are having more orgasms in the marriage than women, than their wife. And so this means that they are going to have more desire to come back for more. And their wife is often having less orgasms in the marriage. And so this will create a desire that is low. She will not want to come back for more of an experience that really is not providing any pleasure for her. That's That has to do with the brain and tapping into the pleasure part of the brain. If it's not getting activated in the wife, then there's no motivation to return for more. So we really need to take a closer look at these, at these gaps. And really put our focus into bridging the gaps. And it again, it doesn't mean that this means sameness, right? We don't have to create same experiences. But there needs to be more equality, more of a fairness there. And we need to make sure that it's an inclusive experience, meaning the wife's pleasure is 
considered, incorporated, and included in the entire sexual experience. And that it's not excluding the things that she needs so that she has a more pleasurable experience. So we actually need to spend our time focusing on how to bridge this gap. So as we consider how to do that, we want to seek for an organic experience instead of a comparative experience. I think that a lot of this comparing is happening not on purpose. We're not trying to compare. We don't start our days going, hey, I want to compare my sex life to other people's, right? We don't want to do that. That's not our goal, but we definitely end up doing it. So let's just take a minute and define what it means to compare. It means that um, we are going to estimate, measure, or note the similarity or dissimilarity between two different things. We are going to examine the qualities of characteristics of something in order to discover the similarities or the differences. It's to view something in relation to something else. And finally, this is a very interesting definition, to compare means to modify according to the degrees of comparison, right? Like how big that gap is. We're going to need to make some modifications to bring things a little closer together. So that can give us a starting point of what it means to compare. And so we actually need to go through the process of defining what is similar in both of the husband and wife's experience. What is similar and then define what is different. We actually have to go through that. We have to define where those gaps are. If we never define them, man, it's going to be very frustrating as we try to make some adjustments and modifications to close that gap. And again, this is nobody's fault, right? This is not the husband's fault. This is not the wife's fault. This is just how we have been raised and what we are exposed to out in the world. And we were never really taught about the gap, especially when we are taught about our bodies when it comes to the reproductive systems. We're not taught about the pleasure systems in elementary school or in junior high. We're not taught those. And therefore, we're not taught about these gaps because when we are learning about the the ability to procreate and create human lives already embedded in that system is male pleasure, but female pleasure is not. And so in order for a baby to be formed, a man has to ejaculate. That's, that is full of pleasure, but a woman does not have to have an orgasm to have a baby grow inside of her. And so we really need to recognize that that is a huge gap in and of itself. So we're going to need to modify within the gap of our relationship, not try to fill in a gap about what the world teaches or what porn teaches is the standard of how often you should be 
having sex or what it should look like, that's not the gap we are going to pay attention to. We're going to pay attention to the gap within the relationship, within the experience, and within the levels and types of pleasure. Okay, so now let's look at this word gap. What is a gap? I'm sure all of us have an idea of what a gap is. It's an unfulfilled space, right? It's a break in continuity. And this is going to be so true for female desire and arousal. There are gaps there because most women don't know about the intimacy trek for themselves. So they can't advocate for themselves. And most men don't know about the intimacy trek either. So for sure, there's going to be a break in continuity about what those steps include. It A gap is a space between two objects or two people. It's an incomplete or deficient area. And this is so true. Again, there are usually missing components for the female experience. And so there is a deficiency there that needs to be addressed. A gap means there is a lack of balance. It's a wide difference in character or attitude, which I love that definition because attitude is something that takes place in our mind in the form of our thoughts and the sentences that we are thinking. So we have a lot of control and power over our attitude towards this gap. And finally, a gap is a problem caused by these differences, by this imbalance, by the break in continuity and this unfulfilled space. So a gap is also a problem that needs to be addressed. So when we are thinking about this this gap between the husband's experience with sex and his wife's experience with sex, we actually need to seek some balance so that we can decrease this gap. One of the ways we can do that is to actually just discuss the problems that are causing the gap to exist and what those differences might be including, those deficiencies, so that we can fill that gap up and make it efficient, make it equal. This is a game changer. We are going to also need to commit ourselves, both the husband and the wife, to discover what is missing and how to close that gap. That's why a discussion and communication are going to be necessary and part of the process. Okay, finally, let's talk about this word organic, right? Women need orgasms that are organic. This is a very, very important point for female pleasure. Organic can be defined as having systematic coordination of parts going through something that is organized. That is a big component of organic orgasms, is that there is an organization that comes with it. I love that they use the word systematic coordination, because a lot of times when we think about intimacy, we don't think about it as a system, 
But if we start to think about it as a system and we need these systems to actually be coordinated, then we can start to go, wait a minute, do I know the system? Do I know the steps? Do I know the order in which that system works effectively? Usually we do not, because once again, we're not taught these things. And then the other definition of the word organic is forming an integral element of a whole. So there is a a completeness, a wholeness that is included as part of having an organic orgasm. And if we're talking about, hey, there's been gaps there, then this wholeness isn't taking place. And that's why a lot of women, a lot of wives are like, something's missing. They don't always know what the missing ingredient is. And sometimes they'll say the emotional connection, but oftentimes it's their desire. Oftentimes it's the emotions that lead them into arousal. It's getting the their arousal system activated and working and in play before they can even get into the orgasm and pleasure. So there is a wholeness that women are longing for, and they inherently know that it's not taking place, but they can't always verbalize and communicate how to solve that. So as we're putting all these concepts together, I want you to just keep this mantra in mind and be mindful of it. To compare is to despair. I love this one because you can apply it to so many different aspects of your life, but think about it in the the realm of your relationship when it comes to intimacy and the sexual experience. For husbands, if you are comparing where your sex life is right now in your marriage to porn, you are going to feel miserable. You're going to feel desperate and depressed. And we are not supposed to be doing that type of comparison with actors that are paid to pretend that there is pleasure taking place there. Okay. That's a false comparison and it's not reality. So we really have to remember that to compare is to despair. And at the same time, for us wives, we have to remember that romance is an important component to being able to move into that phase of arousal and also to create desire. But it's not the only component. And we also have to remember that we are exposed to actors who are paid to perform a certain scenario, an idealized scenario, but that real life is not going to look like that every single day. But if we think that it should be, and we have that expectation, we can also feel very desperate and very depressed that our husband isn't behaving like all the men in the rom-com movies. So it's important for all of us to have a high level of self-awareness of those expectations that we have and the types of comparisons that we are doing. So I want us to really move forward throughout this next week and in our relationship 
in a way that is more effective and more positive. So I want us to be able to think of another mantra. Increasing self-awareness increases spouse awareness, especially with intimacy. The more you understand your own brain and how it's working and how it follows uh, with the intimacy track, the more you're going to understand your spouse, your awareness of what they are doing and how they are thinking and how their systems are functioning. That's also going to increase. And this is a beautiful thing for intimacy because it invites compassion into the picture on a much higher, higher level. And when we feel a lot of compassion towards another person, we will naturally want to be closer to them and relieve maybe some of their suffering. And our motivation to cooperate will increase. Also, something to consider moving forward is compare yourself, not to others, but only to yourself and your own progress. And this is to be done in the context of bridging the gap. So think back to maybe where your sexual relationship was a year ago. And then compare yourself to where you are now. Are you taking steps forward? Even if it's 1% better, that's where our focus needs to be is how are we doing now compared to how we were doing um, last month, three months ago, last year. And to make sure we are not continuing to compare ourselves to what is shown in the media. And also going along with that, we have to make sure that we are not trying to compare our experience to our spouses and searching for sameness. That is not really the goal. Sameness is not the goal. And then finally, we want to use the intimacy trek as the systematized and organized method of intimacy of closing this gap. This is the thing that closes that gap. <laughs> and this, the, the added bonus of all that is that our confidence will skyrocket as we start to incorporate the intimacy track and the self-coaching model. Our confidence level in things improving in our own skills and in our spouse's skills, it will all increase. It's beautiful and magical to experience. Okay. So this next week, make sure you put those three different things into play, increasing your own self-awareness, especially with intimacy about this gap. Compare yourself in context to how you are bridging that gap. And then to use the intimacy track and the self-coaching model to make sure you're using an effective systematized and organized method. And as we get to the end of this episode, I want to invite you to listen to a podcast where Nick and I were guests. And it's called the the podcast is called The Richest Men in Town. 
and we are in episode number 139. And if it's a long form podcast, so that means Nick and I are engaged in about a one to two hour conversation with the hosts, Tyler and Mike, some good friends of ours, and they have some very interesting questions for us as we share our story and some awesome, awesome insight can be found there. And Nick has been on this, their podcast before twice. And so I really was, I would really encourage each of you to look up the richest men in town podcast and pull up episode number one. 39. That's the one that Nick and I are in. So that could be a fun read for you, a fun listen for you. If you've got a project you need to work on in the house or you want to go for a long walk, there it is excellent. And also just to throw this out there, something to look forward to at the end of September, we are going to offer a free webinar. Super, super fun. Right at the end of the month, There's a free webinar that's going to be called From Sexual Frustration to Sexual Fulfillment. And so be on the lookout for that. We are going to send out a sign up, a registration page, and you'll also be able to find it on my website, shelly.andersoncoaching.com. And you'll be able to register for free. So you'll be able to get a really, really in-depth workshop on this topic of what it really means when you're sexually frustrated and how to move into sexual fulfillment and what that looks like. Okay, remember to apply these things because the more you restore this type of intimacy with yourself, the more you can restore it with your spouse. Thank you so much for listening today, and I hope you will join us again next week.